Welcome to the first episode of Break the Chains, Find Your Flame, hosted by the Promethean Project and myself, Steve Opolinik, the president of the Promethean Project. Today, I got to sit down and talk to my little sister, Caitlin Langoni, uh, about her path to wellness, uh, the journey she's taken, some of the missteps she's had, some of the sidesteps she's had to have, and really like what her passion is and what her potential or her flame has been in her path and wellness and her journey towards uh, achieving her ideal of her potential. Uh, we had some fun talking about some of the past, how I've kind of been a pain in her butt, but also how we've helped each other grow some of our future passions together at the Promethean Project, how it's come together and you know some fun stuff that we're looking for in the future. And we just generally had a really fun time talking on the podcast, um, digging into some of this stuff and, uh, you know, dealing with our own nerves and, and, and laughing at each other. So I hope you enjoy and uh, we have more to come and I hope that you guys hit that subscribe button at the end of this podcast so you can hear us and, and communicate with us. In a world where humanity's potential is imprisoned and locked away, our only hope is to break the chains and find our flame. What do you mean? Like, you need a screen. You need a screen? Like when you go to the priest. <laughs> Why? Confess. <laughs> Uh, well, this is not a confession interview, so don't worry about it. No, I'm too nervous. All right, guys. So <laughs> welcome to the first uh, podcast interview for Break the Chains, Find Your Flame. Um, my guest today is Caitlin Langone, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about how she started her journey on reaching her potential, finding her flame. And we're just going to have a nice conversation and go from there. So, Kaylin, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Hi, guys. Um, <laughs> dead silence. <laughs> right. Um, so I am the director of outreach for the Promethean Project. And I guess I kind of got into the whole health and wellness aspect of things because of my childhood really um i was a chubbier kid i guess you would say and i i don't want to put this on my parents but eating a balanced diet wasn't really part of the situation back then part of our lifestyle or education right or education yeah um and so I didn't really get that balance between food and physical exercise. So I think that was most of the reason why I tended to become a chubbier kid. And also I moved from a place where physical activity was something that was in my daily life. We lived on an Air Force base, so we walked a lot of places. We didn't drive too much. Um, and then we moved up to Belchertown, and I don't know if you've ever been to Belchertown, but we lived in the middle of the woods, which made it a little hard to walk or ride our bikes anywhere. Um, and from there, I just started to gain weight. And I started to feel really negative about myself, and it wasn't until 
I guess I would say late middle school or early high school that I wanted to make a change in that respect. Um, my brother Stephen was also at that time beginning to make a change and I think that showed me that I could do it and it it helped to educate me on the ways to go about it. Um, and so I made it my mission to be more physically active. Didn't really have the nutrition down at that point. Um, <laughs> it's a but, tough one. You know, early middle school, or sorry, late middle school, early high school, it's all about how your peers view you, um, which I don't think should be the case, but in reality, that is what a lot of people at that age think about. And for me, I didn't like how I viewed myself, so I thought everyone viewed me that way. Um, so in finding my path, I began to make a point to exercise more. I had a friend, which I won't mention her name, um, but we decided we were going to join a gym. We decided we were going to start rollerblading longer distances. Um, we had a lot of fun doing it. <laughs> There's a lot of stories I could tell you, which I'll save for now. But um, yeah, so I went to college, obviously did some stuff that you shouldn't do. <laughs> um, I was going to parties. I was busy all the time, stressed out all the time. So I took a little backslide there. And then it wasn't until I would say probably four or five years ago, I began to look at myself in a better, a better view of myself. So I was introduced to different workout programs. Um, I was taught through this company to eat healthier and I learned a lot about what I should eat to fuel my body and not to diet. Before it was always, oh, I need to not eat. I need right. to kind of cut back on stuff I'm eating, not necessarily eat healthier, but cut down on calories and that obviously is not the way to go. So during this time period in my adult life, I learned that I needed to fuel my body. So I needed to put in good calories and a lot of them actually, um, to couple with my physical exercise. And I started to feel better about myself. I started to do a lot of um, self-development so I would read self-development books. I would listen to podcasts. So what, what kind of self, what does that mean uh, for the listeners out there? What, what is self-development? So self-development is, some people call them self-help. I don't, I don't really like that term. I like self-development better because we're all on a journey. We're all growing. Um, it definitely did help me, but I think that self-help is looked at in a negative connotation and for me, self-development <laughs> means that I'm working towards a goal, uh, not necessarily an end goal, but I'm bettering myself in the process. So there's a lot of self-development out there depending on what you want to improve on. Um, and I did a lot of soul searching, so a lot of emotional development. Um, Good. Yeah. That's awesome. 
So let me just say uh, thanks for kind of throwing some accolades towards me for your own development. (laughs) But uh, I know you're you're sweet and you're a great sister and you're not going to throw me under the bus. But let me throw myself under the bus that 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 early childhood, middle school kind of negative self-image may have been just a little bit impacted by your brother and maybe a couple of your cousins. Yep, I wasn't going to throw that out there, but I'm glad you (laughs) mentioned it because it is a big part. Uh, And it came from a place of love most Uh of the time. I mean, I think think the big one is that, like, ham time kind of Yeah, we don't need to tell everybody about ham time. Uh, (laughs) But, but you you know, some of my own wellness, like, uh, journey has also been looking back at some of those things of like where you know because when you're in that in that place what happens a lot of time is you kind of get stuck in your own head and you kind of perceive the world through your own lens and and it becomes really about like how do I keep me safe in this situation so some of that is deflection of like hey I'm chubby too but I can make fun of my little sister for being chubby and so like when I went through my own journey on wellness a lot of reflection was kind of thinking back about those times and really you know we've apologized about it a number of times so we still think it's funny (laughs) uh, now with some time and and some um you know thought put into it but I I do think part of my own wellness journey was looking back at that and and trying to make amends to it or at least putting that intention out there Uh, so let me throw myself under the bus um because I know not on here you wouldn't anywhere else you definitely would yeah um (laughs) So, so you said about like four or five years ago was when you really started like taking some of what you learned and really putting it back into your life. Right. Yeah. Um, and that involved like learning about nutrition, which I you had a really good point that we get taught, oh, dieting is the way to lose weight. Um, and that's all about restricting calories. And if you look at it scientifically, it's calories in versus calories out. Right. So like that is a formula for losing weight. Um, but if you look at the actual specs of any diet out there, they're 2% effective, right? Right. Like, imagine going to a doctor and they're like, hey, I want you to do this surgery, but it's only 2% effective. You'd be like, no way. Right. Yet, diet companies are a multi-million kind of business that's out there, or even billion, I would say. Yeah. Um, so it is interesting when, when bringing some education and nutrition and, and, you know, there is that level that you have to meet with like calories and versus calories out but there's also that more important level that you mentioned which is just like the quality of what the calories are that you're putting in growing your body strengthening your body through that is even more important than necessarily getting to a certain weight right exactly nutrition is key in dieting and i know a lot of people that don't see it that way and they'll have their set calories for the day and they'll say, oh, if I have this cheeseburger, I'm not going to eat for the rest of the day because I met my calories. Right. But that's not necessarily doing your body any good. It's not really at all. Right. Um, there are some good things depending on where you get the cheeseburger from. Um, but... That's true quality <laughs> of the cheeseburger. And <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I think that brings up an in- interesting point, too, because there are those diets out there that are um, you get points, right? Right. And, and, and calories that you have left that you were saying. And some people hoard those points throughout the day because they know they're going out drinking or they're going to go, like, eat right. a bunch of crap. And that is, one, it kind of throws off your blood sugars and mood throughout the day, but it's also not a healthy way to ingest calories because then it throws off your digestion. As right. Well, so. 
Uh, we just got really scientific <laughs> in the podcast, which is not really the point of the podcast, but I think just bringing in some of that personal aspect with some of the knowledge that we both hold is really important too. So take me on the next step of that journey, right? Because you started a couple of years ago, you started like learning about nutrition. What shifted with the exercise? Because I think you said an interesting thing earlier, you and your friend joined a gym. And then you decided you were going to rollerblade a lot, which I know was hard out here, <laughs> yeah. like on the muddy driveway at our parents' house. Um, so we talked about educating on nutrition. Did you also start an education on like wellness through physical activity or exercise programming? Or So, yeah. Um, so I started out really getting into running and if anyone knows me, I'm I'm not a great runner. Still better than Marcus, <laughs> who yep. we'll bring on later in yeah. a different podcast. He'll probably deny that, but I did beat him the last run we went, so we'll just go from there. Um, but yeah, I started running a lot. It was nice because at that time, my brother Steven also was running, so it was really good to have that support system and have someone to talk to about that. We went on runs together. Um, we did a half marathon together. Um, we did crazy like training for yeah. that. I think one of the last long runs we went on was on a bike path to Amherst and it was, I think it was snowy it, out. It was, yeah, there it was, was uh, there was like eight inches of snow on the bike path that right. we were running through. That was, that was an intense run. <laughs> Yeah, we've also had a couple intense bike rides. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. We, the Opalonics like to do things in the elements, so we like to work out when it's pouring or there's a windstorm or it's snowing. Not on purpose, but we have those goals set and we need to accomplish them. Yeah, there've there've been a number of those, which I think like we'll get into later. Some of the mud runs we've done. Yeah, Uh, it's right in our element. Making fitness fun is what it's all about, and. We definitely don't lack in that. No. <laughs> so you started with running. Yeah, so I started with running. Um, and then I, I realized it wasn't really, wasn't making me happy like I thought it was going to. Um, and so for a while I started trying to make my own programs, my fitness programs. And a lot of it was about losing weight um, for me at that point. And then I realized that I wasn't getting anywhere when I was making my own programs. So this company that I started to do fitness programs through had it all laid out for me. It had not necessarily what to eat, but it had my goals in each aspect of the food pyramid. So I found that when everything was laid out in front of me is where I would see success. And from that, from having the calendar and what I needed to accomplish and how I needed to do it and what I needed to eat to fuel my body, I started seeing results. And that's where my transformation kind of took a different turn. I wanted to be healthier, not necessarily lose weight. I wanted to be able to have the strength and the ability to go about my daily tasks but also to be able I don't know how to say this to I don't know it gave me endurance it gave me the ability to get out in the world and to climb mountains and to go on those long walks whereas before I would fatigue pretty easily so at that point it became more about strength and 
increasing my endurance and I kind of while finding my way in that aspect began to lose the weight that I wanted to lose um I mean it's still it's still something I struggle with I don't have I I would say my view of myself is definitely more positive at this point but I've worked a lot to get there um but it's still not I have doubts about myself I guess when it comes to my physical appearance appearance as well as my emotional state but I'm working on it and that's what the journey is all about right finding your flame and I think I found mine nice um and and, and just for those listeners who don't know Caitlin recently just had a kid a beautiful boy yeah Lincoln Lincoln and and so I think um that's a natural kind of state where you know, you before you got pregnant, you were really focused on fitness. You were doing really well. You got pregnant, you were still doing it. And then sometimes even after the birth, you get that grace period where you're not allowed to do anything physically, too physically active for, what, about six weeks? Yeah, that's so, very hard for me. And for someone who's, like, on that journey and really, you know, battling that physical activity, really wanting to have endurance, especially with a new kid, uh, and then just that mental state and self-image, that is a natural period where there's going to be a lot of in, uh, reflection. And it sounds like you, you kind of came through that really strong still and, and motivated. Yeah, I, uh, it was really hard for me not to be active, especially because I do have those views of myself. Um, but having a baby is definitely worth it. Every time I look at him, I'm like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> um <laughs> But that kind of gets back into when I transformed my view of physical exercise into um, strength and endurance. When I look at him, I want to be strong for him. I want to be able to run around with him and not be exhausted. I want to bring him out into the world and do things where normal people might fatigue. But because I'm doing this on a daily basis, I'll be able to give him the life that I want to provide for him. Plus, you know, you have the Opala, Opala games coming up, which uh, this might get referenced a couple times on this podcast. But uh, a long time ago, when uh, my wife was pregnant, um, even maybe even before we had uh, had this conversation between the siblings about when we have kids and when they're older, we're going to create this Olympic style gaming system once a year where our kids will compete against each other. And it's kind of a ingest, but I think all of us are kind of prepping the kids for just in case. Oh, it's definitely happening. It's Um, kind of like American Ninja Warrior style, except in the woods and with kids. That that really doesn't sound positive. (laughs) No, that does not. Um, Hard and fast, like we're like, you better do this. It's just, it's a fun competition just to kind of see. Um, I think we decided that we have two older nieces that actually just turned 19 and 23 it's crazy and we decided that they were going to be the coaches for the little ones so i think it could be a fun time for sure uh and and my daughter is turning four and lincoln is two months two months two months and aurelius is Seven? seven months uh so they are um getting stronger (laughs) and making some headway on on that progress um so there's a couple so thank you for sharing your story about that that path on on wellness can you talk a little bit i mean i know the story but um 
you know, so we have the nonprofit, the wellness center that we're building. Can you talk a little bit about your buy-in on that and what kind of led to, to come together with uh, me and Marcus and, and, and talking about that? Yeah. Um, so in my journey that I've discussed thoroughly, um, I started to want to teach others about what I was learning. Um, and I became certified in a, uh, I don't know what you would call it. Like a, you can use the name. It's fine. Well, I became certified in PIO, which for you guys out there that don't know what PIO is, it is a beach body program. Um, and it was designed by Shalene Johnson, who is great. I love her. Um, and it kind of incorporates yoga moves, but it's more fast paced. So it's more, um, for flexibility, strength, and cardio, which I guess yoga kind of is as well. Um, but it does it does incorporate a lot of Pilates into it. So you're constantly moving. It is very fast paced and it's done to music. And I fell in love with it and I wanted to teach other people and I became certified in PIO and I have my group fitness certification as well and I actually did get a health coach certification which is great for those of you that don't know what a health coach is it's more of a mentor I like to think of it um we obviously aren't trained in certain aspects of health but we we refer you to who you need to go to so it's not like we're gonna give you a diet plan or a fitness plan but we're there to support you in your journey um which i think is really important especially in the community so with all these certifications my brother came up to me and he asked me if i wanted to be a part of the promethean project and obviously at that point I was going in that direction anyway. So with everything that I learned and wanting to teach, I thought this would be a great opportunity for me to get involved. Um, I think we have a lot, a lot of good ideas that are coming in the future, hopefully near future. Um, and a big portion of that I think is education. And there's not enough education out there on health and wellness. There are a lot of aspects that people overlook or just kind of shrug off. And I think if we can start educating people on health benefits and what they can do to progress in their journey, I think that's really important and hopefully create a community that, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> a community. So hopefully create a community that views health and wellness as a priority. Right, so like a community around wellness and education of what wellness is instead of just like, hey, here's this fad diet. Hey, you should exercise this way. Hey, here's intermittent fasting. Hey, here's, you know, there's a bunch of the market saturated with all that stuff. And I think, you know, just from our point of view, it's like getting that education and building supports in a natural setting is going to do way more than just a fitness fad or like system or you know anything of that nature exactly um 
actually one of my goals is which hopefully I will be doing in the near future is to obtain my youth exercise specialist certification and I think that's really where a good that's really where <laughs> we should start is with our children they need to you see a lot of kids these days that are they look at their parents and their parents don't necessarily realize that they're always watching and so depending on the family dynamic sometimes that's really negative on a child and so if we can get them and educate them on being good to themselves being healthy and creating good habits right from the start i think that is really important too right and that even goes back to both of our own kind of journeys through life where as kids we weren't really aware of that and we weren't really sure what was healthy what was and again nothing on our parents but it's just our own miseducation about that and it not just like hey eat this because it's good for you but hey eat this because it'll make you feel better hey be active because it'll make you feel better and make you live that positive life that you want instead of where you're just like why is this not happening for me because for me a lot of times I'd, I'd be stuck in that cycle of hey, I feel crappy because of my weight or how I, I look or my self-image. And then I'd be like, I'm going to do something about it. And then I'd have like one day of like good activity and eating. And then the next day I'd be like, oh, I can eat half this French bread <laughs> as a snack. And then I'd eat it and it'd make me feel really good because it produces serotonin and, and, and it helps. For a little while though. For right? a little while, yeah. For it's that cycle of like, oh, I feel good. And then that dread comes in like, what did I just do? Right. Right. And it cycles through. And it's a hard cycle to break without education or support right. around it. So, And stress is a huge factor of that. I Earlier downstairs, I was stressed out. Not not because of this podcast from for some other things going on in my not, life. Not all because of the podcast. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Um, and my brother was asking me questions to prepare me for this stressful event and I had blueberries in my hand and I was just constantly eating them I mean I will say they were blueberries and they were portioned out so it's not like I did damage to my self-esteem um but I was I was definitely stress eating and that's not healthy (laughs) at all Right, and I, th- I think an important thing that we, we could always get into later, too, is mindful eating, right? Right. You weren't really being present when you were eating because you were stressed out. And exactly. That's a big thing for me. I always think, like, slowing down and really tasting your food. And we're all victims of not mm-hmm. doing it because we have somewhere to go or something to do or you just want to get through it so you can get to the next thing of relaxation after dinner or, or, or whatever it is. Um, but sometimes it's really important to be like, hey – I didn't actually taste any of these blueberries or, Hey, I didn't actually taste what my meal tasted like. We have this kind of uh, schema in our head of what that, this construct of what the dinner tastes like. And we're just like, um, 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 um. And then it's like, Oh yeah, that was good. And we're like, but was it really, did you actually taste that? Like, did you taste the flavors in that? Or you're just like, Hey, it's a pork chop and a baked potato. I know what that tastes like. That is something I am guilty of. Um, you guys don't know this, but I am an ICU nurse for an emergency veterinary hospital, and we do not get a lot of time to eat, so I am very guilty of eating very quickly, and it's something that I try to work on. Mm. Um, and I, 
I have to tell myself to slow down. And I, I think sometimes I hear Steve's voice in my head telling me to mindful eat. Um, and I just kind of laugh it off and, and I focus more on what I'm doing. Right. Well said. <laughs> I will say throughout this whole interview, uh, so the Apollonics have this thing when they get nervous that their skin gets really blotchy. Oh, and, good. good. And I would say at the beginning, Caitlin's like face and neck was just crimson red, but she's toned it down a little bit. She's nice and pale, just like all Apollonics are. Um, and she's doing good. So uh, just a couple more things. And I know we both have uh, stuff we have to do. Uh, pretty soon so um, just a couple more questions I'd like to ask you and, and some input I'd like to get back from you um, but before I ask those I do have to I meant to say this earlier uh, when we started the Promethean project it was really funny because for years we had been talking about merging all of our interests <laughs> in this one building where so Caitlin you know has animal science background and works in emergency uh, vet um situations and uh our brother marcus who you'll learn more about uh does martial arts and and has lived in taiwan for a number of years and you know i've always been on you know my own health and wellness journey but also i'm a mental health counselor and so we very early on we're like hey wouldn't it be awesome if we had this one building where i could do my counseling marcus could do his martial arts and and caitlin would do like therapy therapy and and um and that's kind of happening in, yeah, in the is. sense of the nonprofit. I actually, actually, one of our um, mentors in, in a program we're doing to kind of build the business asked me, I think the first week was like, hey, are you guys thinking about doing ther- therapy animals at all? And I was like, <laughs> funny, you should say that. And I, I went right into that story. Uh, and it's kind of funny that like we've perpetuated this this idea and then it's actually coming true. And it's very, very awesome. And I'm very grateful for the opportunity and just for Marcus and you for um, buying into my pitch about <laughs> about the nonprofit. Yeah. I mean, it's something that we all look at as a priority, and it's something we've all struggled with. Even Marcus through his own journey, which you'll hear about later. Um, Man, we're really pimping out Marcus in this episode. I know. I think it's really good. Hopefully, he lives up to the hype. Yeah, that's going to be trouble. <laughs> so, Marcus, when you're listening to this, take some notes and uh, get ready because we're coming. <laughs> Um, all right, so my questions are two, uh, twofold, and we can kind of branch off of this. The first question, and what you guys will learn is we're all a bunch of geeks. <laughs> <laughs> we love superheroes, we love sci-fi, we love Firefly. Actually, one of those bike rides we alluded to earlier in the podcast that was crazy was to actually go get serenity which is the That's movie right. version of firefly oh and it was we have on, a picture of us yeah we accomplished our goal uh, there were torrential like downpours yeah. and wind lightning and we almost oh. got hit by branches yeah. coming off trees yeah we have a, a picture of us soaked in the car with firefly maybe I'll, maybe i'll attach the picture to when we post the podcast oh yeah that'd be um and it was actually on the same path that we ran in the snow it was the same bike path yes that we ran on. yeah so maybe maybe that's the misnomer there is that it's not necessarily when we hang out it's where we hang out no we ran in the snow in springfield too yeah that's true all right so anyways (laughs) the question is the the setup for this was uh we're geeky right and uh some of the questions we're going to ask throughout the podcast are associated with that geekiness so the first question i want to ask caitlin is um 
if you could have any superpower, assuming that superpowers are a real thing, what would be oh, your superpower? <laughs> well, we can get into that with the next question. <laughs> but like, say, so if you could have any superpower that kind of exists in the geekdom of like Marvel and Image and and DC. Um, I'm surprised you said DC. <laughs> there was a reason why I was last. Uh, what would that superpower be? And why? Oh, let me think. So I, I guess I kind of have two. I can't really decide which one I would want more. I'll allow you two. You're the first All interview. Right. So you get two. Maybe other people can only have one. I'll play around with it. Um, so enhanced senses. I mean, I got to throw... Sorry, hands. <laughs> I got to throw my boy Spidey some props. Um, but enhanced senses, I think... I think I would like that. It, you always know what people are feeling. You're alerted to danger before it happens. It kind of gives you time to react appropriately. And, I mean, Spider-Man's pretty awesome with his Spidey sense. He's pretty cool. Right? And good then you guy. have Daredevil also. He's yeah. pretty great. Both are good guys. I'm trying not to swear. It's really hard when you talk about comics. Well, I'm okay with swearing on here as long as it's appropriate. So comics is this always appropriate to swear, I think. Well, now the time has passed. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned to her next interview where it would all be swears. Um, and then the other one that I I would like having is intangibility. Um, Ooh, interesting. Which I feel like helps in more ways than one. It, it keeps me safe. So intangibility, objects can pass through me, right? And Kitty pride. Yeah, kitty pride. Mm. And I think that helps both to keep me safe right keep me alive but also it lets all those negative comments go right through me so it it helps me to not hold on to things or it would help me to not hold on to things had i have this which in our prep for the the earlier (laughs) thing is one of caitlin's weaknesses is letting go of things yeah i have a problem with letting go i i dwell on things too much so like a mental intangibility with the physical intangibility. right right interesting yeah i've never really thought of it that way but that makes a lot of sense yeah right. i don't know I, th- I still think enhanced senses might be over that yeah and enhanced senses is a good superpower to have uh, and really being in control of that right? right so like spidey wolverine-esque yeah that'd be kick-ass there you go oh Kevin! <laughs> another great sorry comic. mom <laughs> Another great comic, if you ever want to pick it up, is Kick-Ass. It's a, it's a fun comic to read. Oh, it definitely is. Much it, better those, than the movie. Yes, I was going to say, those of you that have seen the movie, throw that out of your mind. Although the movie has both of the Quicksilvers in it, right? Because the guy that plays Kick-Ass was Quicksilver in the it MCU. Does. And it then does. His, his friend, I can't remember his friend's name, was the guy that played Quicksilver in, in the X-Men universe. I don't so know if we should have these questions at the end. We're just going to turn into comic talk. Yeah. Well, we, this we, is the comic podcast. <laughs> this is the end. Each, each end of the podcast will end with like a comic talk. All right. So the last question, because we both have to get going on with our daily lives, not our superhero lives, but our... Oh, man. No. <laughs> alter ego lives. Uh, so we talked about like MCU you know dc image superpowers but what do you think are actual superpowers that you have in in real life so i think i'm gonna kind of combine that with comic superpowers and bear with me don't laugh at first i think that my superpower 
would be teleportation. And I understand, I understand that's not physically possible. You're probably like, then what is going on here? Mm -hmm. But if you spin it this way, so I pride myself on being there for other people. I think that I make that a priority and I am always there. If someone needs me, I will change my plans or drop what I'm doing if someone's in a crisis. Um, And I know that's not exactly teleportation, but I feel like it kind of encompasses that. Because I'm where I need to be for someone else. If someone needs me, I'm there. Yeah. Bamfin right over there. Bamfin right over there, (laughs) I mean, so so it's almost like an empath teleportation that that you got going on, right? Like Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I like that. I like that spin on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm glad that we could work the word bamf into our first <laughs> podcast because that's amazing. You don't hear that too often no. in there. Bamf is a good it's a yeah. good action word. I think the only problem with it is the smell of like brimstone. That's the, that's the negative. I mean like the purple flash, that's cool. The smell. The sound so is much. cool. Smells not so much. All right. Well, thank you, Caitlin. I, I know you were nervous about it. I think you did a great job. I'll edit it up to make it sound like super professional <laughs> as much as I can. Some stuff I'm going to leave in there because it's, I'm your older brother and we know oh, yeah. I like to pick on you. Well, at least we didn't talk about ham time. We did actually talk about Yeah, but time. no one knows what that means. Right. Uh, send an email to us at uh, info at the Promethean org if you want to know what ham time means. Oh, oh. <laughs> you thought I was pitching the podcast. No. Uh, oh. I will pitch the podcast podcast at the end of uh, this recording but again okay then thanks for coming in it was an honor to interview and you did great so <laughs> thanks for having me all right and you might be on again it depends how <laughs> well received this is and i uh, look forward to our next podcast which will involve the infamous marcus <laughs> opolinic will he live up to the hype dun 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 <laughs> You can reach us at our website, thepromethianproject.org, or you can send an email to info at thepromethianproject.org. We look forward to sharing more with you and hearing more from you. So until next time, remember, the most important step in wellness and health is the next one. Mm-hmm.